What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1173 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Chris from Dubert.com. Dubert.com is really cool. It's D-O-O-B-E-R-T.com. Think about it kind of like an Uber, but for animals and rescuing animals. It's helping you help animals, essentially. And it's really neat. You'll hear Chris describe it in just a minute. He does a much better job. And what's really cool is we spend the time just brainstorming, going back and forth on different ideas on how he might be able to begin to start really turning this into a business. Because right now, it's pretty much just full-on passion project here to help people, and it's working. But it's not working in the sense that, well, there's not a ton of income coming in, and there's people to support, and you know that kind of stuff. So we brainstorm, we find some ideas, and we make it rock, and you'll hear Chris get really excited about a lot of the ideas that we come up with together here. So sit back, relax, maybe you'll share these same ideas, maybe you'll have some new ones and you can pass them over to Dubert. But yeah, dubert.com, and here is Chris Roy. Chris, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to learn about you too. Why don't you start off a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Chris Roy. I'm the founder of Dubert.com. And the best way I can describe Dubert is it's kind of like a volunteer Uber and Airbnb. So it's targeted at animal rescues. So we have lots of volunteers, over 30,000 volunteers across the US and Canada. And they sign up to be transporters. So hence the Uber side of things. And also to be foster homes for animals, hence the Airbnb side of things. So they are a part of the software, right? And then we also have animal shelters and animal rescues that are kind of on the other side of the platform. So like a multi-sided platform. And they have tools and things that are engaging those volunteers. So they can plot a transport. It'll automatically notify the right volunteers, help them sign up, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's so cool. How'd you get into that? So I kind of stumbled into it myself. I mean, one of my other passions is aviation. I'm a pilot. And somebody asked me one day, probably about 10 years ago, would you go pick up these animals, fly down from Milwaukee, where I'm at, to Kentucky? And I was like, an excuse to go flying, and I get to play with dogs. Sign me up. And that was kind of like my entry into this, and I learned more about the problem. And as a tech guy in my day job, I decided to try and make this a little bit easier. Cool. That is so awesome. How do you spell the URL again, just so we can all find it? Sure. Dubert, capital D-O-O-B-E-R-T, dubert.com. Head there now. Cool. So that sounds great. And this has been up for quite a bit of time, you said, I think. And so how can I help you? Where do you feel I can provide the most value for you today? Yeah. So one of the things I've really struggled with is we've done a great job, you know, signing up volunteers and, you know, it's always that chicken and egg, right? We started with zero volunteers, zero organizations. And like I said, now we have 30,000 volunteers and over 5,000 organizations that have signed up. And one of the things I'm trying to do as I start to scale this is to figure out a, a monetization approach, strategy that works. We're trying to do a little bit of SaaS on the organization side just to offset some of our costs. But the tricky part with volunteers is, you know, they're already doing you a favor. They're already helping you. And I've struggled with the volunteers to figure out what's the best strategy here. Yeah. So 
one more time, can you run down all the different ways that you've tried? Because I think that's important to know because oftentimes those are like, okay, well, let's steer away from that because I think I, I have some ideas. I just want to make sure we haven't tried them yet. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we have Google ads that run on the site that brings in like $40 a month, right? We just, we don't get enough transactions. There's just not enough hits on the pages. We've tried monetizing it by charging. There's a mobile app that we have. And then when all the mobile apps kind of were given away for free and everybody was charging a, a premium instead, you know, that we had to kind of scrap that. We've tried selling products. So allowing the shelters to sell products and even selling some of our own products. That really hasn't gone anywhere either. And I can't say I've really tried doing a, a course. We, we've dabbled in a little bit of things like that, but nothing really serious because I couldn't really figure out a course that somebody as a volunteer would want to pay for. Right. I mean, and, and that would make sense. It almost feels kind of forced or you would get a very small percentage of people who might take you up on it. And we want to go for something that's maybe a little bit more leverage here. You know, there's a couple of things that come to mind, Chris. Number one, if I were to help transport an animal, do I get paid for that from the person who's trying to transport those animals? Is that kind of how the, the service works? Nope. It's all volunteer based. It's all volunteer. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. So that's because I was thinking of, you know, Uber and Airbnb. And of course, those transactions happen between the Uber rider and the Uber driver. And of course, Uber as a result gets a small percentage of that. But without any money coming in, then obviously that's not going to necessarily help because a percentage of zero is zero still. Right. (laughs) Exactly. There could be ways that, you know, Perhaps there is a way for either tipping to happen. I don't know if that's something that you could potentially involve within a transaction because, you know, volunteers, although they're doing it for free, somebody might want to. I would absolutely potentially tip both the driver and the service for for this to happen if possible. I'm also thinking of different kinds of ways to monetize that maybe you got to like, I feel like there might be some creativity with relation to getting some grants or funds. I don't know if you've explored that route with relation to just how much of a service this is for public and for the world. I mean, there's potentially grants and other, you know, governments and organizations that might be able to lend a hand. That's oftentimes a solution for free services similar to nonprofits. Have you explored that at all? Not really. I mean, it's one of those things when I structured as an LLC, so it's not structured as a charity, but it's been tricky. I mean, I've tried getting people not to tip, but, you know, to show Dubert some love, right? Give Dubert a little bit of help because it does cost us to, you know, run things. I'm in that weird thing where it's like, it's really a social enterprise. I'm not intending to quit my job and do this forever, but it's it's got to offset the cost. And if it's not a charity, then most of the time I struggled to get any grants. That's why I'm kind of like, do I just donate the whole thing, turn it into a charity and and go that route? Or do I, is there something here that I'm missing, maybe a, a different way to to monetize? Yeah, let's keep jamming. I, I think this is a fun uh, problem to potentially solve and, and hopefully we will. I'm thinking of Wikipedia right now. Wikipedia is a free service. Yes, it's online. It doesn't involve necessarily people in the way that yours does, but it does involve the fact that there are volunteers coming in and editing and and creating these articles that then get linked to each other. And, you know, oftentimes they rank really high in search engines. And I know that this happens once or twice a year. I'll see a notification on the homepage of Wikipedia that says like, just very honestly and authentically, hey, we are asking you to help donate because this is what keeps the service available. And, you know, I know they make quite a bit of money that way from usually a large dollar amount from a small number of people versus, you know, 
more of a collective whole and, and in which case that can help you find some of the uh, supporters in your communities and the organizations that you've worked with who might want to offer help knowing that this is the time of the year to sort of donate. And, you know, there's a lot of psychology around this. I think a lot of people would worry about doing this because it almost feels like you're holding out a cup, like, hey, guys, please, like, help me kind of situation versus a this is our biannual fundraiser to keep this going. And we enable animals, which is why we're here to connect with volunteers to help transport and move. And, you know, if you can't support, that's totally okay. But if you want to show some support for the organization to keep it running and to keep it going and to supporting the team here, we very much appreciate it. Kind of like a, like a telethon, but more with the available tools that you have today to go live. Maybe you tell some, you bring some guests on, you have perhaps some stories that are told and some giveaways. You have maybe sponsors come on and, and, and offer, you know, maybe they can't offer monetary support, but they can offer some of their products for you to give away during that day. And that becomes a neat way to, number one, bring awareness to the company, but number two, you know, throw in the occasional. And again, remember today we're doing a fundraiser to help support the company. We don't do this very often because this is all for free and any support that you can offer. Heck, if I was using the service and I saw that and I loved it and it was a great experience, I'd, I'd offer monetary support, even if it was a little bit, you know, a lot of those can go a very long way. Yeah. No, I really like that idea. It's I it's something I hadn't thought of. I mean, it, it gives a very specific event. And like you said, it raises awareness and hopefully raises some money at the same time to just fund the operations to keep things going. And like you said, I could see bringing on different people, different stories, you know, just sharing what that experience is like and how how it helps the people that are helping the animals. Exactly. And, and I could even imagine you getting tied into different organizations with relation to animals that, you know, aren't the same as yours, but perhaps complement it. Or I remember watching something, I can't remember I think it was like the puppy bowl. I can't, I, th I think it was actually the puppy bowl where you could like actually adopt those puppies that were there in the puppy bowl. And so it might be interesting to have sort of a puppy or a cat adoption sort of flavor to it as well in some components. There could even be a really interesting, you know, uh, a zookeeper, right? For the kids to come on and watch like, you know, hey, if you have families like at this hour during this telestream or whatever, you know, we're going to have a zookeeper on. They're going to bring some really interesting animals on. And, you know, this will be some fun education for the kids. And again, we're all doing this because these are these people all volunteer to help out and support Dubert today. And, and we're doing our fundraiser to, to hopefully raise some funds to keep this operation going for you. I could see you doing it with grace and I could see it not feeling like it's it's asking, but more just like allowing for people who want to support to to give back to you. Yeah, I think that's important. I like that you said that because I think that's been my challenge. Like you said, I don't want to be going out with a hat in hand. That's that's not the goal, right? I mean, I want them to want to support it because their support helps us to keep the lights on and to fund additional development and you know more more things that are actually going to help. So I like that idea where it's more of a celebration, if you will, and and at the same time, it's like. If they're interested, we make it simple for them to contribute to our ongoing success. Yeah, the celebration. That's a great word, Chris. I love that idea. And it, and it could be maybe a milestone celebration that you celebrate or just years of operation. There could be a whole number of reasons to celebrate for sure and then have that really good feeling. You know, when, when people feel good, they, they are more likely to support, right? There's another thing that I was thinking of, and there was a person I interviewed a long time ago who ran a business and it was a completely different business. But he added in something into his business because he was struggling with monetization. He was not sure if he was charging too much or if he should just give away everything for free. And he ended up putting a pay what you want button on his website. And he said, you know what? 
there's a recommendation, but you can do it for free. It's still volunteer, but it's almost like when you order from DoorDash, right? And yes, that's obviously a payment between the restaurant and yourself. But then the dasher is there, the person who's transporting the food. And I can always choose to offer that person a tip. And I always do because, and, and they have like a recommended tip. But I think in this case, you can say, hey, by the way, before you complete this transaction and you get all the information, might you want to support Dubert with a $5 donation today to help keep it up? If not, just click here. No worries. Everything else is the same. So having just like, I know you have an app too, and that, that could be a very simple way to maybe even like test on one day just to see what would happen and get some feedback on it and see if it was too, you know, invasive or even not even a person's second thought on it. It could be an interesting way for you to just start actually getting getting something coming in in a way that, again, is not like an alert, but more just like a, hey, by the way. Yeah, no, I, li- I like that because it's not intrusive. Like you said, it's not demanding. It's just a, a simple, hey, by the way, if you'd like to be a part of this and and help us continue to grow, here's how you can do it. And like you said, if not, no worries. And you can easily dismiss the notice. That's also making me think of different ways that you can have, like, let's say somebody does donate $5, maybe then they now have a special part on their profile, like a badge or something, right? Kind of like, I don't know if you've seen those cars that have the license plate that says like PBS member. Yeah, exactly. Like you can create something like that where you're a, you are a Dubert member and with any amount that you pay, you get, you know, a license plate or, or, or something or a patch, you know, and maybe they also get a quarterly email that has some news and a newsletter or even like a printable one that gets sent out just to those people who are members. And, you know, by being a member, I mean, I know people aren't members of PBS because they like are actively like in the community talking about PBS. They're they're just doing it to support. Right. Yeah. And I like that idea. We call our volunteers Dubertiers because they are. They're, you know. I like that. Yeah. So it's I like that idea where it's almost like you're getting recognized, you're getting some exclusivity. It's kind of almost along the lines of the the Patreon model, yes, right? Where yes. people are are paying to sponsor. And I could see being able to do things that gives you exclusive content where it might be videos or live chats with me or things like that that make people feel like they're part of the inner circle. For sure. You know, and when you get people to feel like they belong to something for a greater good, that's when they bring other people in. It can feel really neat when it's done that way. Do you mind if I share more ideas? I'm just kind of like dumping it yeah, all on please. you. Yeah, please. I love this. You don't have to do <laughs> this is all of them or, or none of them. But the other thing that I was thinking of is, you know, you could potentially, you said you have ads like on your website. Was that true? Yeah, we just got the Google ad code out there. So. Okay. There could be, for example, I could see you working with, just for example, throwing it out there, Nationwide, right? Nationwide has some of the best pet insurance. And you could reach out to somebody at Nationwide and say, hey, you know, every month, we have, you know, 4,000 people who transport animals, and it's all done for free. And we would love to work with you to see how we might be able to place an ad during a volunteer transaction to transport. Maybe an ad shows up in the app when a person is transporting, maybe an ad shows up during that process or whatever the process is to figure out who it is that you're transporting next. And just it becomes essentially a flyer, but within the app, for perhaps a certain number of impressions. I can imagine a company like that, especially, you know, they're doing, you know, who's it? Peyton Manning's on their commercials. Like they got some money to spend. And, you know, what better way to spend some money than, you know, helping out the very animals that you're trying to protect with the insurance that you have. There's probably several companies, pet food companies, other companies that would sponsor 
So this would mean direct advertising versus just the Google ads, and that could be inserted into different ways. I don't know if you, for example, send out a pamphlet to those who are going to be volunteers so that you train them a little bit. Maybe there's just, you know, an extra three pages in the back with, you know, kind of like a program at a at a concert you see at the end. Oh, the sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, all the sponsors, because or else that program would not would have not been able to happen. That school event wouldn't have been able to happen. And they get a little bit of love in that way. And you know, there's a ton of companies in the pet space, especially in, in other animals that I'm sure would love to work with a company like yours. Yeah, no, I like that. And it it really does make it, it gives them the ability to invest in something that they're trying to reach our customers, right? They're trying to reach our Dubertiers because if you're passionate enough to volunteer your time and your money and your car to transport animals, then, you know, you're probably somebody that they want to reach because you're spending money on your animals. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? As a result of also sponsoring and, and being a part of Dubert and paying you X amount of money, I mean, I can imagine thousands of dollars for specific campaigns. They also get access to a 15-minute call with somebody at Nationwide on your uh, Dubert live stream that you do to celebrate. <laughs> you know, that now you start having different, different pieces that kind of all mix in and, and mingle together. Yeah, I like that because it, it does, you know, that's the way I look at it is the corporate sponsors, what do they want? They want to reach my passionate customers. And if I can provide that mechanism, it's worth money to them, right? They're they're out there spending money on ads and I've got all the people right here. I just haven't figured out what to do with them. Yeah, they need you more than you need them in a way because they're looking for people that you got. So don't forget that. Yeah, Chris, so I hope this, th- this was a fun exercise. It was a fun challenge. You know, it's a little bit different of a business. And I think that, after this, sitting down and maybe weighing them all against each other or, or, or coming up with a, your own version of each of these, or, or I, I would actually recommend having conversations with other people who are involved about these ideas to see what their gut reactions are too. And I think some cool things will happen from there. Yeah, thanks. No, I really enjoyed the brainstorming and the ideas because it's, it's hard, right? When you've been after this for X number of years and you just can't seem to crack the code, it's really nice to get an outside perspective because... It is a little bit different than I think what others are experiencing, but we're still after that same thing. We're trying to get people to to be passionate and want to support what we're doing. For sure. So Chris, I'm looking forward to hearing about how this all pans out and I uh, would love to chat with you again and maybe we can catch up and see how things go after a while. Is that something we could do? That sounds great, Pat. Looking forward to it. All right, Chris, one more time. Where should people go to find Dubert? So really easy. Just go to Dubert dot com and they can be a volunteer and get involved and help save animals. Yeah, it looks really amazing. Thirty three thousand four hundred nineteen registered rescue volunteers, ten thousand two hundred sixty seven animals rescued, over five thousand completed transports. Thank you for what you do. I'm an animal lover as well, and I did not know this existed, but I hope many more people eventually find it like I just did today. So thank you. Thanks, Pat. All right, man, that was fun. I love a good brainstorming session. And sometimes you need two or more people in a room to just really go back and forth and get those wires fused in a way where ideas really start to happen, right? I really love that. I re- this was a great episode. Thank you, Chris, for coming on. And everybody check out dubert.com where you can help rescue animals and you can be of service to communities around you to help transport and take animals from one place to another and rescue them. So check them out, D-O-O-B-E-R-T. That sounds like a wrap for you and me. But anyway, if you'd like to, sorry, it's late. I'm recording these late today. If you would like to potentially get coached just like Chris did here today, all you need to do is go to askpat.com. You can find the application button there. 
where you can apply, send us a little voice message, and we might reach out to you. And if we do, we'll get on a call, we'll schedule it, make sure our schedules align, and then I'm here to help you. And by you allowing us to share this with others, I'm happy to do that for free. So that way we help as many people as possible, and that's what this is about. So thank you so much for listening, and I appreciate you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We got a lot of great guest interviews and coaching sessions coming up for you. So I appreciate you. Thanks so much. Hit subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Sound design and editing by Paul Gregoris. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.